Hello and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, where we are digging deeper to build solid foundations in our faith and walk with God, where we are growing in love with the word, having real conversations, telling real stories with real people, a place where you can relate, rest, and recharge. I'm your host, Amaryllis. Let's dig in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Digging Deeper podcast. My name is Amaryllis, that's Amaryllis, and I am just so excited to be here right now in this moment with you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Today, I just want to talk about why the Digging Deeper podcast, what does that even mean? Where did it come from? A little bit about myself. And I'm going to start off with a journal entry of mine (laughs) that sort of birthed this idea of a podcast. So y'all are going to be all up in my business, okay? All up in my journal, all of that, because you know what? We're building a relationship here, okay? (laughs) So let me just give you a glimpse into my thoughts regarding creating this podcast. And I also want to see if it's something that you can relate to. So this journal entry is from August 20th. And when I journal, I am actually talking to God. It's a way that I pray. I pray by writing down my prayers and recording them that way. So here's the excerpt. I had a thought today about making a podcast. It's been a fleeting thought, one I've briefly considered but almost just as instantly rejected because I thought that I didn't have enough people listening to my voice, not enough clout or interest, when in reality, I have you, Lord. And what more do I need? It's so crazy that I rejected a single thought without even considering the fact that it might work. Why am I not trying? What do I have to lose? Nothing. What do I have to gain? Possibly a lot of good things. And I can share the good news of Jesus with those who will listen. Thank you for your word in Luke 6.10. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. So, (laughs) how many of you can relate to that sentiment, right? If we really think about the things that we've thought about doing, whether it's like me, a podcast, or you've thought about starting a YouTube channel, or you've thought about venturing into entrepreneurship and starting a business, or you've thought about changing your line of work, um, what are thoughts that come in quietly and sort of subtly Um, that we reject right away before even considering the benefits, before considering the good things? What are the negative thoughts that we allow to take root in our ambition before we even give it a chance to become something? If you're anything like me, you've done that more than once (laughs) On, on probably more than one occasion. It's something that's familiar to you. There's things that you haven't pursued doing because you said to yourself, eh, that's not gonna work. Mm, If I put myself out there and no one's really gonna listen to me, uh, you know what I'm saying? So here I am on a plane thinking about a podcast 
creating a podcast and that was about a month ago actually today is September 21st and so here I am actually starting the podcast I was super nervous before starting and it's just me here I'm in my room just recording by myself no one's watching me Uh, but for some reason I just felt super nervous starting this but if there's anyone out there in this same predicament and you have an idea that you're sitting on or you just kind of disregard it I just want to encourage you to revisit that thought revisit that idea right just start or just try it at least you know even if you don't have a solid plan or strategy in place as long as you have a desire to do it like just try it try a new project and see where it goes so why digging deeper I'm going to share with you a verse in the Bible that has really resonated with me this past year. And it's something that I hadn't really noticed until recently. Um, And I just want you guys to know that I am a lover of the word of God. And it is going to be frequently talked about in these podcasts. And it's pretty much the foundation for all the things that I'm going to be talking about here. But I want you guys to know that the Bible though it may seem intimidating at first if you're new to it it's actually very relatable and there are principles that can always be applied to your situation to your life to your relationships to your mind to your heart it is just always so relevant and that's because it's living it's alive in luke chapter 7 There's a story about a man who built his house on a rock and a man who built his house on shifting sand. Some of you may be familiar with the story, some of you may not. Uh, But of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Luke is the only one that mentions the phrase dig deep. So I'm gonna read it for you. This is Luke 7 and 46 through 49. And why call you me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. If you've heard this verse before, it's always good to kind of refresh our understanding, refresh our knowledge in the word. But for some reason, when I was reading this passage for the first time, that part dig deep really resonated with me. It really struck a chord with me because it's almost to say this man built a house, right? And this project that he was pursuing, this place where he was going to live, right? Where his life was going to happen, his dwelling place, he had to dig deep in order to lay his foundation. And I thought to myself, what does digging deep really mean, right? This man didn't just go about the task like any other task and was like, okay, these are the materials I need to make my foundation 
let's just make it happen right digging deep to me requires intention it requires being very purposeful in the way you go about laying your foundation right so how do we dig deep what does that look like for me digging deep is one getting in my word right getting in my bible seeing what god says right what does he say about me what does he say about my life what does he say about my family what does he say about this project that i want to pursue right digging deep means going past the initial layers of a thing um so on the outer layer of a project that you may be pursuing or a dream that you have it may be just the desire to do it right but when we dig deep and we think critically or we ask questions right that's an element of digging deep when we get past that surface level desire we have to examine our heart and we have to examine our why and that's what digging deep means to me examining my heart why do i want to do this why do I want to start this podcast, right? Why do I want to start this project? Why do I want to why do I want to enter into this relationship with this person? Why am I so desperate for this, right? Why <laughs> listen, there's a lot of ways that we can dig deep, right? And the thing is that when we don't dig deep, when we don't take the time to ask questions, when we don't take the time to examine our heart, and what's really going on in there, we become the man who hears, right? And doesn't do, he doesn't dig deep. He's the man that built his house on the earth or basically on the dirt with no foundation. And that same stream came up on his house, a flood, okay? And immediately his house fell. And it says, not only did his house fall, but the ruin of that house was great. And the difference between these two people is not only the foundation, right? The rock or the foundation being Jesus Christ, but also the first man took the time to be intentional and to dig deep, to discover more, to ask questions, to examine his heart, to examine the heart of the matter, right? Sometimes there's work before the work, right? <laughs> what does that mean? Sometimes before you put your hands to the plow, before you put your hands to start your project, there's some internal work that needs to be done. There's some preliminary things that need to be taken care of. There are some questions that need to be asked and answered. There's some prayer that needs to take place. There's some studying your Bible that needs to take place. There's some seeking God that needs to take place. There's counsel that may need to happen, right? Or maybe there's rest that you need to experience before putting your hands to building this house or to starting this project, right? The prerequisite of digging deep is essential for us to have not only solid foundations, but also for our houses to have longevity, to withstand storms, to withstand the circumstances that life may throw at us. 
expectedly or unexpectedly. The deeper we dig, the deeper and more solid the foundation, the stronger the structure is on top, and the longer it will withstand the storms. That's what I mean by digging deep. And it looks different for all of us. For me, digging deep was getting deeper into my Bible and into my word and being more intentional about studying the word of God and what God says. That has been something that has really helped me in in this process of starting new projects or nurturing ongoing projects. It's my foundation in Jesus, right? And just digging deeper into what he has already spoken, what his truths are and what he said. So here I am a month later from that journal entry and I am sitting here talking to you. So what I want you to do in this moment is to think about what are the projects I want to start? Or even if it's not a project, the, the house, what does the house symbolize for you? What is something that you want to build up? What is something that you want to have longevity in? What is something that you want to be structurally sound to withstand the storms of life? Think about that. What is that thing? And I also want you to reflect, have I been digging deep? Have I examined my heart? Have I examined my real intention here, right? Am I doing what I'm doing out of a desire to be seen, to be heard, to be famous, to be known? Am I doing this out of a place of comparison? Am I starting this thing because I wanna be like someone or better than them, right? It's really important for us to dig deep and to ask important questions and to be honest with ourselves right before putting our hands to really do anything and that's the foundation of this podcast is digging deeper asking hard questions having real conversations and the second point i want to make here regarding my journal entry and just my real transparency about what am i not trying why am i not trying What do I have to lose? What do I have to gain, right? These are the types of questions that we need to ask ourselves. And one important question that I want to ask you is, what are you saying you can't do that you actually won't do? What is your can't that is actually your won't? Oh, I I can't I can't create this content or I can't write this book because I don't have the time or because I got three kids and I got a job and I got a husband. I can't possibly do that. What if it's that we won't do it because we're scared that we don't have enough bandwidth 
or we won't have enough energy to pursue the dream that's in our heart? What are we shutting down before we even give a chance to have life and to breathe, right? What if that very thing that you're shutting down before you start is the thing that's going to bring the most joy to you, right? The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. What if there's joy in these places where we need to dig deep and where we're starting projects and where we're just pursuing our dreams, ambitions, things that God put in our heart? What if there's joy to be found in those places? And what if that joy that the Lord gives is actually going to be the thing that gives you the strength to continue, right? Another thing that we might say to ourselves is that maybe we don't have enough finances, right? I found myself saying that just today. Uh, I have a I have an art business um, and I sell custom artwork and I was having a discussion with my husband and he was saying why don't you do this and why don't you do that and I said well I don't have the capital right now to buy all these things and to sell them just as an example not to get too much into detail but then he told me well why don't you pivot restructure or or just rethink how you want to go about selling this certain product and do it this way and I said well my profit margins will probably be really low and he said well it's a good place to start if you want to generate the capital that you need right so what if we are limiting ourselves with excuses that we can actually create workarounds for that the Lord will actually give us insight and wisdom on how to maneuver and operate when it seems like we don't have enough. The truth is, is that we serve a God who is abundant in every good thing, right? The Bible says that the thief comes to still kill and destroy But Jesus came that we would have life and life more abundantly. There are verses in the Bible that talk about the abundant riches that are in Jesus Christ. Like there is no lack in the God that we serve. And so if our excuse is that we don't have enough and that's not and that's why we're not starting this this God given idea or project then maybe we need to re-examine our faith. Maybe we need to re-examine what we believe. And maybe we need to open up our minds to a workaround, to some godly wisdom that will say, hey, even though your account right now looks like (laughs) you don't have enough, right? How about you steward this thing I gave you well? right how about you like it says in luke 6 10 if you're faithful in little things you will be faithful in large ones why don't you be faithful over the little bit you have allow me to impart my wisdom into you right to give you insight and ideas on how to work with what you have and then you'll work your way up to having more right the blessing in stewarding the small things and being faithful in the small things is that you're laying down a foundation so that when the bigger things come you know how to handle them I feel like the best 
fruits are sprung up from seasons of adversity. There's a verse in the Bible where Jesus talks about the seed that except a seed falls down, goes into the ground and dies. That's the only way the fruit is going to be produced from it. So maybe the seasons of adversity or the seasons that seem dark, right? Or the seasons that seem dry, like we're lacking are actually the seasons where the seeds of the things that we're doing that we want to produce maybe that's just a season where it's like it died and it's in the ground but it's it's about to spring up and bring forth fruit that you can't imagine the abundance of fruit can't come without the seed dying in the ground first so (laughs) let's lay down our excuses i say all that to say like examine your biases examine your excuses examine the default things that you always say when it comes to pursuing dreams or when it comes to pursuing your ambition or when it comes to any project or any new thing that you want to start or even anything that you want to pursue even if it's a relationship right it could be that you are someone like me who's naturally introverted and it doesn't come easily to you to make friends right but I realized that unless I'm intentional in building relationships in saying hi to people how are you and giving them compliments I really like your hair today in order to start conversations actually inviting people out to get brunch or coffee right unless I'm super intentional with those things I'm always gonna fall back on my nature which is to be introverted and I will never have any friends and even though I'm an introvert and I really thrive in this kind of alone time I still have a desire to connect I still have a desire to make friends but if I just make excuses like "Uh, I'm introverted Uh, I don't like to socialize then I'm never going to have friends, right? And all I'll be left with at the end of the day is no friends and a lot of excuses. Mm, mm, mm. That was for somebody. (laughs) Let me not be churchy today, but honestly, do you want to be left with all your excuses? Or do you want to lay down your excuses and your reasons for not doing something and actually have with you something of substance, something that is very purposeful, something that is intentional, something, oh, something, oh my gosh, or something that is bettering the world, that's bettering your community. What if that small seed, what if that small whisper in your heart, what if that small idea is gonna be the next thing that that just rebuilds something that's broken, right? That that next big idea or that next big thing that will restore families that will renovate communities right that may be downtrodden maybe you have a voice that people need to hear and if we keep rejecting these small whispers or these small things to be faithful over what if we're depriving a generation of our impact what if (laughs) what if by us saying no we are depriving people of freedom of deliverance what if our yes is something (laughs) that will bring healing and bring restoration what if us telling our stories and using our voices right even if right now we don't have a large audience or even if you don't have a lot of followers on social media right what if you just saying yes and starting that thing 
right, is going to bring so much good to so many people. Why do you think the enemy tries to steal, kill, and destroy? Why do you think he tries to distract us? It's because the purpose that the Lord has put inside of us, it's because (laughs) of the hope and the future that is promised to us, right? It's because what we have inside of us is not just for us. The projects that we are inspired to do, right? they are not just for us they are for generations that come after us anything that the lord gives us to do anything that he whispers in our heart anything that he impresses upon us anything that he burns us up with right and when i say burn up i'm talking about just burning with passion for something anything that he puts on the inside of us is not only just for us but it's for other people it's ultimately to bring him the glory that he deserves so if we were to just flip our mindset right from being so centered on ourselves and what we can't do if we were to just think a little more broadly, a little more openly, a little less limited and think, what if my yes will impact generations? What if my yes will impact nations? What if my yes impacts one person and that one person can break a generational curse in their family and they impact generations? I heard a podcast today with Annie Downs and Pastor Mike Todd, and they kept saying this one phrase, and it was, it's crazy until it happens. So maybe that idea that you've been given sounds crazy, unfathomable, unbelievable, maybe a little challenging to comprehend or wrap your head around, But maybe it's just one of those things that sounds crazy until it happens. Maybe you could be the one, right, to walk in crazy faith and normalize something that no one ever expected, right? And when I say normalize something that no one ever expected, I'm talking about having crazy faith for this idea that God has given you to happen, that no one ever thought could happen, but it happens. What if you were the one to normalize miracles, right, because of your yes? To normalize people being healed of cancer, of ailments, because of your yes? What if you were the one to normalize inner city schools to be ranked higher than they've ever been before? What if you were the one to normalize something that people couldn't comprehend, like families that were separated and divided for years being reconciled in a matter of minutes? What if you have a book inside you about things that no one ever thought could be possible, where you teach people how to do these things and it becomes normal? right and I'm not talking about basic normal I'm talking about changing the status quo I'm talking about changing what people expect to be the norm what they expect to be the standard changing that by having crazy faith by saying yes 
normalizing miraculous things bringing miraculous things into the mainstream right how about revamping media okay like big media what if your yes would be the key to big media and films and and the arts right being really like revamped in a way that gives god glory where people are hearing the message of jesus christ where there's more love than comparison where there's more honesty and transparency in in these industries that you might be called to than there ever was before so i just want to challenge us to reevaluate what we've said no to that we can actually say yes to and reevaluate the things we said we can't do but it's actually that we won't do it because we're afraid or maybe we think it's too much of an inconvenience or maybe we think it's too big for us let's re-examine that consider the yes consider all the good things that could happen before we consider all the bad things that might take place. It may cost us time. It may cost us some energy. It may cost us breaking out of our protective shell, right? Being vulnerable, putting ourselves out there. It may cost us not getting the immediate satisfaction of a million followers or a million views right it might cost us that immediate gratification that we're expecting it might require longevity it might require endurance but maybe there will be more good that comes out of your yes than you could ever expect the bible says that God does exceeding abundantly in Ephesians 3.20 above all we can ask or think. Matter of fact, as I close out, let me go ahead and read that to you. Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3.14-21 For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. What a prayer. Let me just pause right there. That can be a prayer if you don't know what to pray at this time in regards to the dreams you have in your heart or the things you want to start, projects or just anything that you're aspiring to do that you might be afraid to do. How about we pray that prayer? God, that you would grant me according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in my inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ with passes knowledge, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Come on, y'all. 
If you've never read that, I want you to put it on a post-it wherever your work area is or maybe put it by your bed so that when you go to sleep, you see it. When you wake up, you see it. It's good to keep these things in our heart, right? Especially when it comes to doing scary things or doing things that require crazy faith or really stepping out <laughs> and believing the things that you can't see, right? It's It can be intimidating. It can be scary. But we can root ourselves in the word of God and that can become our confidence. What God says, the, the Bible also says that when God speaks, his word never comes back to him void. It never comes back to him empty. It never comes back to him unfulfilled. So if he's spoken something over you, it's not going to return empty. So we should walk in confidence. Even if we don't understand completely the full picture of what he's asking us to do, even if we can't visualize the outcome, somebody would be mowing the lawn right now <laughs> while I'm recording my podcast, but maybe we can't see the outcome, but we can walk confidently. Even if we don't understand, we can walk confidently knowing that God has spoken something over us. He's told us to do something and he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. He works power in us. He desires to give us his fullness, right? That Christ would dwell and live in our hearts by faith, that we would understand his love Oh my gosh, there's so many benefits to saying yes. There's so many benefits to reading our word and believing what he said, right? In Jeremiah, the Bible says that God has given us a hope and a future. He doesn't wish destruction for us. So if he told you to do something or if he's given you an idea, he's not setting you up to fail. He's just pulling you out into something greater. And it may not look the way you think it should look, but eventually it will surpass your expectations. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I hope that this message, this podcast, this episode was something that was helpful for you, encouraging for you. And that in this time that you spend with me, you're able to relate, you're able to rest and recharge. Anything that I share with you is something that I'm living, going through, or have experienced already. So I just want to say I love you guys. And I will talk to you in my next episode. Bye.